ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. About to share this episode thanks to these fine companies I depend on in the field. Game Changer Calls. The GC was designed with all hunting callers in mind. Though elk is the intended target, the unique size is a game-changing tool for turkey and coyote callers as well. It is not designed to replace your tube or open reads, but rather to complement the caller's repertoire in the field. Vortex Optics. Proudly made in the USA, Hoffman Boots. If you're heading to the backcountry and you need some meals that won't bog you down, check out SasquatchFuel.com. 100% compostable packaging was designed to combat litter in the backcountry. For more information on conservation in action, head over to SasquatchFuel.com. Titanium Archery Products. Dedicated archers deserve truly unique products that provide all the performance attributes that they demand, and that's exactly what TAP delivers. For more brands we run and trust, jump on westerncontours.com partners page. Look for the code Western Contours and save a few dollars off your order. So we're on, we're on with Chris, man. Chris, what's happening, brother? I appreciate what? you taking the time out of your day, man, and getting caught up and, you know, spending hey, some time could, with you, man. Glad we could finally link up and make the schedules work. Mm. You know, we had talked about doing it this year at Hoodoo, and uh, unfortunately, uh, we're in the, the face of a, a, a pandemic, man. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure what to think of the world as we stand in 2020, dude. It, yeah, I'm just, I just want to go hunt and just disappear in the woods again. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I was, we're, we had just finished eating dinner and uh, sitting at the table with the wife and the news is on and, and they're just going and going and going. And it's just like, oh my God, I have, I have less than a week and I'm in the woods and I don't have to hear 
any of this madness anymore. You know, it's like, man, oh, man, it's going to be a twofold yeah. season this year. Escape and elk. Yeah, absolutely. So we were laughing when we got yeah. on, man, and we're talking about uh, sort of talking about fire season. And that kind of parlayed, <laughs> that kind of parlayed into uh, the effort we put into things, man. And you were talking about talking about a uh, a meth lab guy. Why don't you give the story? I thought it was pretty funny. Right. So, yeah, so I was home visiting my dad last week and he was talking about there was I was asking him about the local fire. I said, well, what happened? He said, well, so there's a, there's a guy who had a trailer and he was growing meth up in the federal lands. And, uh, when the cops started closing in on him, he decided to set a fire to the federal land so he could get away. And he ended up, ended up blocking himself in with the fire. So, so the, <laughs> so now that guy has, uh, federal lands it's federal charges plus whatever drug charges he's up on and and the yeah. thing we were laughing at before we hit record there was man you imagine taking that energy into you know that negative or or i can't even imagine right you have to be looking over your shoulder the whole time and you know you're yeah. lying and you're plot if if those folks decided to take that energy into something i mean even just halfway constructive man they'd be a force to be reckoned with absolutely i mean those those would be uh fortune 500 people <laughs> i just puzzled the shit out of me like it it as as much as most of us go oh man i can't stand going to work or you know oh i can't wait to go whatever that is whatever that looks like dude it is absolutely easier than watching your back 24/7 because because you're in a meth lab and then you got to worry about blowing your ass up. Yeah, that's I, it's always, it's always puzzled me. Like, I don't know. It's it's crazy. Oh, man. Well, it just, you know, again, it, it adds to the 2020 <laughs> flair. If you absolutely. Will. Yeah. Why not? Why not start fire season with a with an escape artist yeah well that and that's funny right we, we kind of touched on that a little bit when you asked about fire season i don't know how we got tangent it so fast but you know ours is typically here a lot earlier um and we really haven't had a horrible fire season here um you know it started real late one of the larger ones here was ours and i think the majority of the ones that we see here are arson because we won't have any anomaly you know lightning strikes things like that and it's just uh it's pretty odd they just you know flare up and just you know 30 30,000 acres is uh up in smoke yeah it's it's pretty crazy we've had this the same same with up here in washington we've had we've had a good year i would say comparatively to other years where you know you've got complex fires where it's six or seven fires all burned mm -hmm. together and you know those are those are bad years and it's one of those you know i mean i've hunted idaho where it's you know you can't even see in front of you and you're like where's the fire and like oh it's southern oregon like oh geez, geez. <clears throat> yeah you know what i had uh what was that i think it was my second weekend out for deer this year and uh it was probably my second weekend that area is dry and a fire started it was i think it was about 10 miles off but within about two or three hours, I mean, that plume was literally over my head 
and I could smell the fire. And that if that area that I hunt goes up, I mean, it's going to it's like a matchbook. And uh, man, I hightailed it out of there. It was kind of a bummer. But, you know, those yeah. those uh, fires are no, you know, they're nothing to play with. You think you're safe and, you know, you're you're five, six, ten miles away, whatever it is. And you get a flare up, you know, from an ember or something in your area. And that's uh, yeah, it's no bueno. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, there is, I mean, the one benefit I have I've found is elk cannot smell you when all you can smell is smoke. Right. I've I've walked up on more elk because I couldn't smell them, and that means they couldn't smell me either. It was it was pretty insane. You gotta have dudes hunting near fires now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, stay away. Stay away. Burns. Go to the fresh fires. There you go. <laughs> Terrible advice. Yeah, it, it, you know, it might be sound advice. Uh, guy arrows and a bull here in a week or so. When do you guys start elk up in Washington? So, uh, ours is set up really weird. Yeah, um, archery elk, I think it starts the f- after the first weekend in September, okay. and then it goes to like the 26th to the 28th for the early season, and then there's like a six day muzzleloader season, and then a two week rifle season and then a late muzzle loader and then a late archery. So it kind of <laughs> bounces around, but I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't elk hunt very hard in Idaho or in Washington just cause it's so hard to where I live and most of Eastern Washington, it's a uh, spike only true. Mm-hmm. Like for, for me, it's a true spike. So, I mean, you're chasing a unicorn <laughs> and uh, everything's draw only, you know, dr- you have to draw your branch antler bull tag. You got to draw a cow tag. And so it's one of those, I've started focusing more on Idaho um, for their archery elk season. And then worrying about if I draw a tag, great. I'll do a muzzleloader in Washington. If I don't, well, I'll still go and try to find a spike, but it's a five day season. Mm-hmm. What, uh, now the, your seasons in Washington, aren't those, uh, uh, weapons based? Like you can only, it's, you know, I'm going to hunt muzzleloader. I'm going to hunt archery or I'm going to hunt rifle. You, you can't yeah. go in between, huh? Exactly. And unless you draw, they have what's called a multi-season tag which you know i mean you can pretty much draw it every fifth year and that gives you the opportunity so not just in uh not just that but in washington you have to pick western side of the state or eastern side of the state because we've got the roosevelt's and then the rockies uh rocky mountain elk and so you have to distinguish which side of the state you're going to hunt on and you have to stick to that side in that season. Wow. And then you're done. Unless you get the multi-season, then you can hunt all the seasons, both sides of the state. Oh, shoot. And what, and and that's every few years you could draw that or how's that? Yeah. I mean, some guys can draw it, you know, once or, you know, once every other year, um, stuff like that. I mean, I still have yet to draw it. I've got six years in putting in for it, but it's one of those, you know, I've kind of lost my faith in Washington, to be honest. It sounds like you live in California, buddy. <laughs> yeah, man. Seriously. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty frustrating. I mean, there's, you know, like the, they're losing, you're losing less and less, uh, opportunities for big bulls. And so, I mean, you know, you see guys that, yeah, some guys will draw a bull tag cause it's all random, you know, every year is another name in the hat, but there's no, you know, it's not point based to where you have percentages like kind of like Wyoming where, mm-hmm. okay, this is an eight point unit. You're a hundred percent guaranteed to draw it. 
mean, I know guys that have 18, 19 elk points and still have never drawn bull tags. Well, dude, I have uh, this year, I have 18. I have 18 here at yeah. home, you know. I mean, so here, that, and that's for the Tuleys, yeah? Well, we, we have, you know, Tuleys, Rosies, and Rockies. Um, of oh, nice. course, if I'm going to burn 18 points and California is the only place that has, has Tuleys, I'm not going to go hunt a Rocky, you know, or a Rosie. Um, I Absolutely. Run up the coast to Oregon for that or, you know, like we have been shoot out to Colorado and Wyoming's kind of a, I'm going to say every three year place for me. Um, can't seem to get in with two points for some reason, but yeah, I wouldn't, uh, you know, a Thule is definitely a once in a lifetime, you know, it just, it, it, it's painful to watch in any state where the residents have to struggle, um, for their hunting opportunities. You know, it just, it, it puzzles me that it's that difficult. Um, and I know California is not considered a hunting state, but it's very, very game rich. Um, yeah, to see, so see those opportunities that are hard to come by. It's uh, yeah, it's a bit frustrating, but you know, you gotta live. Yeah, I've got, I got, yeah, I've got good friends that live up in uh, uh, Sacramento area, El Dorado County, and stuff, and they're. Mm-hmm. Same thing, like, well, I hope I draw a deer tag. And that's so foreign to me. Like, well, I mean, my deer tag's over the counter. I'm not used to that whole, like, you might not get to hunt this year. It's yeah. strange to me. Well, but see, and that's the thing with, with California, right? We have some really good over-the-counter opportunities when it comes to deer. Like, if you look at our A-zone, which basically stretches from uh, the L.A. County, Ventura County line, and and goes damn near up to the bay area i mean it's a little bit shy but damn near up to the bay area and goes from the five freeway all the way to the coast that's one zone dude it's otc and you have a season that starts in july and doesn't end until mid-october so you go from archery to rifle you can hunt archery the whole thing if you want Uh, but you get like depends on the year but you get four to five weeks of archery and then you go into rifle season and uh, there's some phenomenal animals running around. So when we look at, you know, our deer tags, guys want to get into like the X zones, which are, you know, our limited entry zones. Um, but they're missing a ton of really good opportunity and missing a ton of time in the woods, man. I mean, those most of those premium hunts are three to four weeks. But A zone, you're talking, you know, like I said, July to October. I mean, I, I don't know why guys pass it and we're allowed two tags. So get the A zone tag and then get your, you know, apply for your X zone or, you know, your D zone or whatever it is. Oh, I don't I don't know why folks do yeah. that, man. I don't know, man. That's I kind of kind of bums me out because I was stationed, um, you know, in California and I didn't hunt for those five years while I was down there. I would have I was, you know, hour and a half south of L.A. I would have easily made it drive dude the so you were you were down in san diego at pendleton correct yeah i was at camp pendleton so you have there's a there is a phenomenal either sex tag it's uh a22 and i want to say a22 runs from like mid-october all the way to december 31st and uh dude i used to hunt that tag every year and there are some monster bucks down there um just a great tag and it's otc yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah, that was that was like my my hindsight. Could I do it again? I would have hunted way more than party when I was in the military. And shoot, Pendleton, 
you could hunt Pendleton. And then on the backside of Pendleton, well, it would be the, that's the backside. So like the northwest side of Pendleton, you know, back uh, by Otega Highway up in yeah. there. Man, there's there's great area there too. There's a, there, well, I'm not sure. I haven't been in there in years, but Nichols Canyon, man, used to be huge for uh, for good, good turkey hunting. Uh, Palomar Mountain, turkey and deer. So there was, yeah, you were sitting right on top of some opportunities. Yeah, but I was definitely wasting, wasted opportunities. I, I mean, you know, when you th- when you think Pendleton and San Diego and Oceanside and all that, you're thinking, you know, Pacific Beach, you know, it's it's boobs and booze. Um, yeah, that was pretty much. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, I know where you, I know where you were trapped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was it was I mean, it was a terrible place to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was, man. Yeah. Five, sure. five, five minutes from the ocean to go and surf. You know, it's it's terrible. Did you, did you ever make the run down to Black's Beach? Uh, I stumbled upon it accidentally one time. <laughs> Good answer, buddy. And, uh, <laughs> it was it was one of those. Somebody oh. told me about it, and I said, "No, that's not real." And they're like, "Come on, let's go." I was like, "No, no." And I walked out there, went, "Yep, it's, it's real." real. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! I, so I found out about blacks when when I was in high school. Right, we had fake IDs, so we used to go down to the uh, San Diego colleges and party. And uh, my buddy was like, man, there's a beach down here. We should, you know, go bodyboard and surfing. All right, cool. So we go down and we're out in the water and I hear what the and we look and man, hand in hand, dude, just two swinging. It was man. You want to talk about you want to see some high school kids move faster than you ever seen a move. We were out of that water and gone so fast, dude. The funniest thing to us. Yeah, Blacks is Blacks is pretty cool, man. I recommend everybody visit California, go to Blacks for a weekend. Absolutely. I mean, at least take the family. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, oh, but, that's crazy. Uh, that's good times down there, most fun, you know, fun area though. Yeah, it was. And I mean, I can't I can't complain. I mean, I was on a I was on a base that had some of the nicest coastline I've ever seen, you know, other than Hawaii, which I can't, left Hawaii and went to California and so it was like, man, I was kind of getting blessed. And you said that uh, when you were here, there was bison running around Pendleton. I've never seen them. Yeah, they're uh, they're more inland, mm-hmm. is what I've noticed. So, like the pretty much like if you know if anybody knows Camp Pendleton, it's kind of near the Las Polgas area. Um, it's just where, where the artillery guys are. But they were out just randomly every now and again. You'd see them like in the middle of the road. And you're like, that, it's a bison. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. Nice. You know, it was one of those, you know, and I'd, I'd always heard like, oh, they're, you know, the bison are walking onto the ranges, shut down the range. It's like, why? Shoot, shoot it. Have a, barbe- have a barbecue. Yeah, buddy. Oh, man. You want to talk about some good meat. Jeez. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, we ate, we ate some of Ryan's when we were down in Texas. And man, good. oh, man. So, man, let's back it up. I guess, you know, give some give everybody an intro. Um, you know, I'm not I don't want to be presumptuous that everybody knows who uh, Christopher Mann is. So why don't you give us some background? But yeah, um, like you said, my name's Chris Mann I'm from Washington State, uh, did eight years in the Marines. And now I'm a full time college student slash hunting guide slash filmer. Um, yeah. That's, I mean, I take vets and uh, first responders, terminally ill kids on hunting trips and fishing trips around the country. Slash dream liver, man. Yeah, yeah, slash, <laughs> slash 
too busy for my own good. <laughs> and you're hanging out with Ryan. That has to be a hoot. Oh man, we had a good time. It's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. There's yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean, we grinded in Texas. Like that was, I think we probably slept the first four days. We probably slept nine hours total and it was just, I mean, it was a grind by the end of it. We were kind of both delusional and, you know, it was, but it was a good time. We had a lot of laughs. Heck yeah, man. So the filming, man, how did you, how did you fall into that? Is that something that you were just, you know, did you always have a passion for cinematography or how did that work out? No, honestly, I mean, I've only been really like doing anything with film for about two years. Um, it started out, I was, you know, I was, I did the, I set up, you know, my high range hunting Instagram page just to kind of document my own adventures. Once I was out of the military and it was, you know, just pictures and places that I'm at and stuff like that. And I was just uh, salmon fishing one day in my hometown off the shore. And this guy hooks into a really nice King and pulled out my cell phone and just filmed him, you know, catching, landing, everything. And I went home, I said, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to edit it down and just cut it for you. Cut a little video and went, that was kind of fun. Mm. You know? And reached out, uh, was talking with uh, one of the outfitters that I guided for, uh, Oren Jensen out of, uh, he's up in Northern Washington he owns Tanglewood Guides. Um, he films a lot and is, you know, he kind of was like, Hey, get, get some stuff together. I'll, I'll help you. And, you know, so I started sitting and filming clients and stuff and it kind of just, progressed from there i started buying you know better cameras better lenses learning angles and then you know playing with editing software more what are you uh what are you filming with so i've got i have a canon camcorder and then i have my uh canon it's a t7i and then i've got uh you know a, a mixed bag of lenses for every different angle and length and distance I mean, that, that seems to be the, the lenses seem to be the key, right? I mean, you know, quality camera, uh, the body, you have to have it, right? You can't, you can't take, you know, 720 and try and put it on, you know, 1080p or 4k or something, but lenses, in my opinion, seem to be the key to kind of get that variety of shot. Yeah, definitely. And that's, I mean, I've kind of got, you know, I've got the hyper wide angles and then I've got telephotos and everything in between i've got straight 50s which are great for interviews because it really adds like a it blurs the background and adds that frontal depth to the person that's talking and stuff so i mean just little things that i'll randomly see and i'm like oh that'd be a good lens to have bye yeah that uh that whole realm man when you it, it is for me it has been almost impossible to exude the amount of control the control <laughs> to film a hunt i mean it's just it seems it, it's so distracting from what i'm out there for and man i yeah drive it, you almost have to have that guy that's just there filming absolutely and that was you know and that's been the biggest things i've tried doing you know re realistically i have one or two videos on my youtube of me hunting mm -hmm. the rest are videos i've filmed um and yeah you're absolutely right i mean when i'm out hunting i want to hunt i don't really want to i don't like this you know i don't have the patience for a solo filming it's it's difficult mm -hmm. um i have a hard enough time finding an animal <laughs> <alone>. <laughs> trying to get it on camera yeah. 
So, uh, but I mean, that was the nice part about Link It Up. You know, me and Ryan, we have the same kind of mindset that we want to tell the story, not be the story. Mm-hmm. And so Texas worked out great because we were both pretty much, you know, I filmed his bison hunt and then he filmed and I filmed hog stuff. We would just pretty much bounce back and forth and we would just dump footage to each other. And so we, everybody has everything. So he's cutting videos, you know, with his editing style, I'm cutting videos with my editing style and it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Yeah. Our, uh, trip coming up here to Colorado, we're hoping, I'm hoping that we, uh, that we get some good, uh, some good footage, man, for once. <laughs> uh, it's, that's, you know, and that's what I've always told people is like, I'm going to guide first when I'm, you know, when I'm guiding clients, I'm going to guide first and film second, unless I'm there to film, then it's don't, don't even, don't even acknowledge me. I will live in a little four inch screen and try to make it happen. Right. But yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I've, I'm going in, uh, I drew, not drew a tag, but I, I secured a tag in a capped quota zone in Idaho for, uh, for elk. And so I'll be, me and my dad are going in, we're having an outfitter pack us in horses in, and drop us off. And he didn't end up getting a tag. So I'll, he's going to film for me. And so that'll be a lot of fun that I can kind of not worry about it a hundred percent. Yeah, that'll be nice. I mean, when it's something like that, you know, you're worried about the minor questions, right? And batteries. <laughs> Make sure you hit the red yeah. button, buddy. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm lucky that, you know, my dad's my dad really has a, a photographic eye and mm-hmm. he's filmed and done his own, you know, not not hunting films, but he's done, you know, uh, films, mountain biking and stuff like that. And photography, he takes really nice pictures and stuff. So he's got that eye. And so I felt comfortable going, okay, here's the cameras. Here's the stuff. Let's make a video. Oh, that's a shoot. That's a good position to be in. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be fun. I mean, I, you know, me and him, we've hunted together pretty much since I got out of the military, you know, he, we traveled for hunts together. And so it's been, it's been a lot of fun spending time with him, you know, that kind of two or three months out of the year. Nice man. Um, so high range hunting, you know, you said you started that for, uh, kind of to document your process, but you know, for me and I, and, and I can't claim to know the entire evolution, but it seems very purposeful and, and, and purposely driven towards what you were saying earlier. Um, you know, kind of the greater good, um, supporting our vets and first responders. Um, why don't you give us some background on that? And, uh, you know, where that's going and where you hope to take it, man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like I, you know, like we were talking is I started the, you know, the social media stuff was just, you know, documenting my own stuff, what, you know, where I was going, what I was doing. And as it grew, um, you know, the, the ability to kind of reach out to more people. And, you know, when, when we're, you know, we've been doing these hunts, it, gives us a bigger net to cast that where people are actually seeing. And we're getting, you know, guys that from all across the country, you know, joining us for hunts and stuff. So it's been a lot, it's been a really good tool uh, to get, you know, guys who I would never meet in person, you know, communicate with them and stuff like that. And so it's, it's, it's been a journey. Um, and then, you know, obviously it's helped with securing, you know, partners for these hunts, you know, companies that want to be involved with it, uh, companies that want to help promote it to just help grow it. So that's, that's, you know, that's been a blessing. And, and it's been, 
it's a bit of a perspective change, right? A lot of, and I'm broad stroking, um, but a lot of what we see, a lot of what's put out um, has a, and no offense to anyone, and I've done it, uh, has a selfish air about it, right? There's this me aspect. And I don't, and I don't get that, you know, when I, when I look at your stuff, I, there, it's just, like I said before, it's, it's purposeful. There's, there's more of a meaning to it. Um, it's the story behind it instead of just going out and, you know, smoking an animal. Yeah. And I mean, and that's, you know, like I, I mean, obviously there's, there are, you know, there's pictures of, oh, you know, holy shit, I you know, shot a deer today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty neat. But what I, you know, a lot of what we're trying to do is I'm, you know, documenting you know putting out something that can help benefit an outfitter that has donated their time and energy you know for us if we can if we can take a bunch of really great pictures and even drive you know some one or two actual people to their page that they could potentially get some clients out of great um and then on top of that it's just an avenue to really showcase you know these you know individuals that we're taking out on trips veterans or you know anybody that we take really mm-hmm. And, and again, it tells, it tells more of a story, right? I mean, we, we need to present this way of life in a, in a manner that reaches more than just our demographic, right? We've, we're our own worst enemy in that respect in my head is we pigeonhole ourselves to us, right? And there's nothing wrong with that, but to see this flourish even more and to grab the, the people that don't get it, we got to present it in a way that is going to make them respond right emotionally um, and open their eyes to the, the way of life, right? The, the entire pursuit, it's 365 days a year for us. There's not a day that goes by where I'm not thinking of hunting. Um, doesn't matter if it's the off season or not, right? It's worse then, but to present it in such a way that, that it's hitting home, um, on, on other parts of life. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's the one thing is I've really have tried hard to every picture, try to be purposeful with it, you know, not show, you know, I try to keep as much, you know, if there's a little bit of blood, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's still a dead animal, but I mean, the idea of, you know, showcasing that animal in a, you know, in a good light, you know, not, you know, guys that, you know, post random, you know, I've just, there's, there's a lot of, I mean, teach, teach their own, but, you know, I mean, as there's more, you know, people, viewing my photos and stories and stuff, you know, I obviously the, the hate mail is kind of upped recently, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, if, if, what, if, you know, if they want to yell and, you know, call me all kinds of names, if that makes them feel better, that's great. I'm going to probably just go defrost a deer steak and have a beer. <laughs> yeah. Know? Let's cook that up. But, I, we're never going to yeah. reach, we're never going to reach no. those kind of folks. Right. I mean, that, what's puzzling about that is, is, you know, and it's, it's almost cliche for me to say it and we hear it. Right. But as you break open the, the saran wrap and cellophane steak, you're telling me that I'm an animal, um, for killing an animal for sustenance or whatever, you know, and that to me, that's almost a cop out. I hate even hearing myself say that, right. There's, there's vast different reasons that we hunt. The food is one of them. Um, but then to make the threats and everything that they do is just, uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird place it, to be. 
it is a it, it is and i mean i feel i feel like i've kind of been spoiled because i mean my sister is was vegan for a lot of years she's now vegetarian does a little bit of fish but uh, she has never once been you know the preachy vegan mm-hmm. to me or my dad i mean she understands it and she you know and she's grown up with us and seen that it's not about you know this bloodthirsty sport it's you know this you know she's seen me do the work she's come over and happened to be walking by the garage and i've got an animal up and i'm butchering it. she you know obviously it's not her cup of tea but she's like i appreciate that you know i take my time and i you know i'm really you know dutiful with handling the meat and ensuring that it's you know used properly and so i mean i i was kind of blessed with having her you know never be the preachy vegan so i kind of had a i was like oh vegans aren't that bad uh, and then i you know then i meet a few other ones yeah and then they change your mind really really quick yeah and it makes me really appreciate her even more yeah and i mean you know holier than thou i respect everything as if the vegetables don't have impacts on ecosystem and life and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was, that was the whole stem with, you know, my big shirt that I came up with, with, you know, and my mind was hilarious was the secondhand vegan. Mm -hmm. And it's just a picture of a deer skull. (laughs) I mean, it's deer eat grass and I eat deer. So I mean, it's, I'm kind of, vegan lifestyle <laughs> you are what you eat right <laughs> that's actually uh that's actually a good shirt that's exactly <laughs> that's actually a really good shirt yeah it's there yeah well after we get done i'll get your address i'll send you one yeah, i might get stoned down here but i was <laughs> oh probably oh absolutely <laughs> it's funny because you know i rucked the neighborhood right and uh and i'm about I know it takes me about 35 minutes to get to the base of the mountain. Uh, but in the evening with the podcast and every, everything else I have going on, I just been hitting the neighborhood, just ruck, ruck, ruck. And, uh, my wife is like, people are, people are going to swear you're homeless. And I'm like, you know, I don't care, you know? So she's going out there with me and, you know, she's kind of looking out the corner of her eyes cause people are, you know, looking and it's just like, come on, you know? You're- yeah. That's oh, definitely down in Southern California. You're uh they're either going to think you're some crazy old vet or definitely homeless, which kind of coincides with <laughs> one to the other. Yeah. And that's what, usually that's what they ask, right? Are you, you know, are you, uh, what are you training for? Are you a fireman? Are you in the military? And most of the time I just smile and say, nope, and keep on trucking. <laughs> yeah. Just you know, put the, put the earbuds in and keep going. Especially, you know, you don't want, and, and they're as, emotionally sound as they want to the the real extreme ones right they as emotionally sound as they want to present themselves as like this rational thinking this isn't right because of x y and z if i say i'm going on an elk hunt or i'm you know getting ready for an elk hunt i full-on expect my windows or my vehicles to at least be egged by these folks <laughs> you know and it's just like what a i would i respect your right or choice and opinion re- regardless of if i agree with it but we can't get the same in return yeah oh, absolutely can you imagine 
they would freak out if you egged their car because oh. they probably use soy-free, gluten-free <laughs> car eggs. wax or something. <laughs> yeah. So how dare you not use powdered eggs? <laughs> you know, and that's we're laughing about it, but do that. It's not far off base. Oh, it's, it's, no, oh no, it's not. It's I mean, there. It's it. Some of the some of the death threats are not death. I don't even call them death threats because I I fear no one that writes me messages. But I mean, there are there are some ones that you get some. You know, you'll get the passive aggressive, judgy looks, and then you'll get the ones who scream bloody murder and you know try to block you know roads and stuff with you know like we've had we've had them up walking around the hills in the middle of deer season banging pots yeah i've had it here i've had it here we actually i mean it's it's like all right yeah it's i mean go ahead no 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 go ahead man oh i was gonna say it's it's one of those like you're just you kind of sitting back looking at this hillside watching and you, you clearly know they're not hunting because they're in you know fluorescent pink you know like construction (laughs) yeah and Birkenstocks definitely you know but yeah it's they're I mean they're insane it's it is yeah it's something else you know and I've said it before you it's funny when you when you come across a hunter here unless you're at the range um, it is a whisper right and and most people are like oh you, you hunt <laughs> and it's like you know and i'm yelling hell yeah i hunt right i'm not gonna i'm not gonna shy away from it you know and it's like shit a powdered egg is still an egg folks um yeah you know absolutely. what i mean what what planet are you on right i mean you can go because you are removed from that but you're still convenience based running to the grocery store to get the pack of ground. You know, it, it, there's no where's that differentiation in how I choose to do it versus how you choose. There's really no difference. And in the big scheme of things, we will argue that, you know, that our way is is better. Right. It's it's healthier, um, not in terms of sustenance, but in terms of for the animal uh, when you start talking factory farming and they don't even want to hear it. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, I've, I've had people and, you know, talk about it. I'm like, you know what, you want to try this deer steak? I don't know. No, absolutely not. I'm like, why it's free range, cage free, no preservative GMO free. Like, like what else do you want mm-hmm. out of this meat? I mean, this is, this is it. This is, you know, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like obviously, yeah, this, you know, the meat is a great uh, bonus to the hunt, but I mean, think about the the guys you know you're you like you said you're rucking around i mean that's exercise so you're you know you're putting in miles then you get you know fresh air it's it's part of the life you know the entirety of the lifestyle and man how is there and and i'm i'm so gd biased man that that no one can convince me otherwise but i don't know of an outdoor activity at least I'll never admit it if I did, that is more complete in the experience of life and giving an appreciation for life and looking at things through eyes with the utmost honor and respect. I don't know that there's anything out there that can be had the way we have it in, in hunting. It, It just, it's impossible yeah, I, I agree. I mean, absolutely. I mean, fishing would be not commercial. 
commercial fishing, but like, you know, the guy that goes down every weekend down to the shore and, you know, is, you know, fishing from the shore with a rod and reel for salmon. I mean that he's going to appreciate that. And that's probably the closest thing I could offer as a comparison would be somebody that's, you know, putting in the work, finding the holes, fishing to, you know, tying the right setup. That would be about the closest comparison to hunting I could give. And, and even there, and I love to fish, man, but even there you are not, I guess to, if you're getting in the water, maybe, you know, free diving or something, but you're not, there's something different about being present in nature and then being in the food chain, so oh, to speak, you know, being absolutely. actually oh, yeah. part of it that, yeah, there, there's nothing. Yeah, and that's, that is absolutely like part of my favorite thing is really, I mean, in the middle of a hunt, just that first huge hike in the morning, getting up to the top of the hill and just sitting and just catch your breath and just be there is one of like my favorite things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, without fail, there will be at least one or two or 50 sunrise photos yeah. this season. <laughs> you, know what you, know. They, you know what they say about sunrise photos, man? That's the guys that ain't killing nothing. <laughs> That's exactly it. And that, you know, that, that very well may be it, but I'll, I'll have a damn beautiful sunrise. Hey, man, you know, that was one of the things. And, and you know, I was in Colorado last year and I don't I don't know that I've been anywhere that offers sunrises and sunsets like Colorado do. There is something about it. And I know on opening morning, bugles or not, dude, there's a cliff face that I'm going to, and I'm going to plop my ass on that rock and I'm going to watch that sun come up and appreciate that and just being in the presence of it. And then I'm going to get up and hunt without a doubt. I'm going to be there on opening morning, you know, screaming bulls or no screaming bulls. It's, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, like I said, that's, I mean, part of my favorite thing is that the sunrise, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's, it's, you're, you're there, you're engulfed in nature. You're part of it, not just a spectator at that point. And, you know, I mean, that's, some of my favorite memories too, because it's usually it's me and my dad get, you know, we're top of a mountain sitting there catching my breath. He's already been at the top for a while by the time I get there. <laughs> and uh, I mean, he's a, he's a Billy goat. I, it's insane. But I mean, those are just, you know, and they're part of the memories, you know, that's, you know, that's, you know, good things to, you know, take out of hunts is those, you know, the, the scenes, the, you know, take a picture of it and you'll remember and go, Oh man, I remember that was 30 minutes before we heard that bull crack off in this Canyon and kind of thing. And, and, and can you, can you beat the shared memories, right? You know, going out, going out there with your dad and, you know, finally, like he said, finally catching up to him, but you can't, you can't, you can't compare those times, you know, you share those times at home and, and, you know, special occasions and whatnot, but there's no comparison to, Hey, we just made it up, you know, 3000 feet vertical, you know, over six miles or whatever it is. I mean, there's accomplishments, shared accomplishments in that, that just mean the world. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, it's, it's fun is because he's really into photography. So, I mean, a couple of weeks ago he came out and he's like, Oh, did you see this new, uh, picture I got and he pulls out and it's this beautiful uh it's from a company called Art Studios down in San Diego. Mm-hmm. They do like HD prints on oh, like a tin pretty much. Mm-hmm. But uh 
and he pulls out and he goes, Oh, did you see this? And I looked at it. I was like instantly taken back. Cause it was one of the, one of the ridges that we were glassing one morning with this fog. And it was just, you know, that instant jot of a memory. And I was like, Oh, that's right. This was, this was, you know, 300 yards above where, you know, blah, 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 killed his elk. And he's like, yep, exactly. So, I mean, those photos instantly can trigger those memories. Heck yeah. I mean, I love those prints on metal, dude. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I, as soon as I saw his, I was like, give me that company because I had a picture of my dog with his, one of his first retrieves this last season, but it was just a crisp, clear picture of him, you know, covered in dirt and mud and water and just, you know, looking like an old warrior. And I was like, I have to get this on a print. And so it was, yeah. And I'm ordering more this year. Yeah. Those, uh, the metal and then i really well it depends too on the on the picture like so for those brighter vivid colors i really like the prints on acrylic but when it's you know a little a little darker um capture i don't i don't know if you could beat the metal yeah no definitely and those acrylics are super nice too Man. they're it's really you- taking away the taking away the business from the canvas companies oh yeah well i actually so behind me i have a, a good bull print um that i uh that uh lauren and Allie gave me and uh dude i don't know on that canvas you get that you get that that texture of life on the canvas where absolutely uh, yeah and that's it gives it that painting yeah that looks like somebody really painted it versus you know it's a picture but it's such a crisp picture i mean they both are i have I have canvases on my walls too of, you know, one of these golden hour pictures of it, you know, with my duck decoy spread on the water. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those, I took the picture and was like, I have, I have to put it on canvas. Heck yeah. Yeah. That's a, uh, it definitely is photo based, right? Whatever that, that capture is going to lend itself to one or the other or one of the three. Yeah. uh, Definitely more so than, you know, some, I got one printed on metal cause I really liked the metal and it was kind of a waste of $54. <laughs> it's like, son <laughs> of a bitch. <laughs> dude, look, up, look up this art. This it's, I think it's, it's art beat studios and they're in San Diego, Okay, but they're, I mean, it's so far, everything I've seen from them, I, I'm not, you know, I don't even have any affiliation with them, but I was impressed with the photos I've seen mm. come out of there. Yeah. Well, I've been, uh, going through uh, Bay photo. Um, I got a couple from Bay. The Bay? Uh, you know what? Good question. I, th- I think they're back <laughs> east somewhere actually. Um, but their, their, their price is really good. And their turnaround was phenomenal. I had a couple printed up and um, yeah, I'll have to check the one out in, in San Diego. Cause that, you know, you know how it is. You send it in, you get that digital in and you're just, you know, you're chomping at the bit. Like, you know, exactly. It, and especially it, now if you're like, okay, it's in the mail, it's going to be here tomorrow yeah. versus three to four days. Yeah. Uh, there, there ain't no tomorrow in the mail currently. That's a good point. That's a good point. You'll see it next month. <laughs> man. Oh man. I, I'm, I'm working on a little side project and uh, for some gear and I was planning on dropping on August 10th. Uh, based on my supply chain and everything and dude i am what is it 26th or something 25th yeah i'm i'm 15 days in the hole and not out of supply chain issues and it is a flipping bummer i was hoping to drop before season hit and uh man it just stifled me that's a nightmare yeah it's uh it's frustrating crazy times for 2020 (laughs) i you know 
either November or 2021 is going to change this crap. <laughs> yeah, something, something's got to happen. Something's got to give we're, you. We're, we're due for something. Some kind of reprieve, even if it's a few months of reprieve from this madness. You know, the COVID yeah. thing hit us really hard and it looked like it was kind of dissipating a little bit. And here they go ramping up again. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting because, you know, I'm, obviously I'm in college, but I live in a college town. And oddly enough, um, the positive have spiked since the students returned back. It's shocking. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> you know, that, that, oh, sorry, man, go ahead. No, no, you're good. That that has to be an interesting perspective, right? Because you're on the eastern side of Washington, which I'm going to assume is fairly conservative. And then on the west side of the state, you have you guys are suffering yeah. the west side of the state worse than California ever has or will. Um, yeah. So pretty much there's two counties in Washington that make the decisions for the whole state. And they're both I consider the Cascade Mountain Range. Everything on the west side of that is Seattle. Mm -hmm. I don't care if there's little cities, it's all Seattle. <laughs> and then the eastern side of the state is you get into the ag and farming and um, yeah, orchards, wheat. So the, the school that I'm at is Washington State University and it's pretty much a town built around this university in the middle of 40 miles of wheat fields. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's beautiful during the harvest. Did I lose you? Oh, no. There we go. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't. It, that was weird. But, uh, yeah, it just, uh, it's it's pretty interesting how the state's broken up. So, so how does that, I mean, we're kind of, we're way off tangent here, but it's cool. Oh, um, yeah. How does that, how does that look, right? Because you, you got a influx of non-residents um you know they don't know that seattle's on the western side of the state they just see you know they see the area right how does that look do you, do you is there a vibe to it is there you know are there masks just running around rampant how, how, how that's yeah it's gotta be interesting I mean, it's, pretty, it's it's very interesting because you know we our governor put out a pretty much you will wear a mask in any store and building and this and that and the other. Well, the university took it one step farther and you will wear a mask anytime you step foot on the university property. Um, you know, it's, I, you know, I, I don't mind wearing a mask cause I'll just stay at home, but it's, it's at the gym. You have to wear it. Now you have to make a reservation for your, you have to block out your hour and if that hour is full, you got to pick another hour. So, I mean, it's it's pretty interesting now that all the students are back, even though we're all online. They could literally stay home if they wanted, but they're here. Huh. Yeah, because here there's nothing. I mean, there's zero going on with, with any of it. Lost you again. Yeah, I kind of. Oh, I mean, I, no, no. I, I, I wish, I wish there was nothing going on. It was, it was really nice here all summer, where it was a ghost town. <laughs> You know, it was the, the the locals that live here and a handful of students that were still taking classes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we still had to wear masks a little bit. But I mean, most of these most of these kids are coming in from the west side of the state. They come over here because this was the at the time the the prolific party school. Right. And um, and so I mean they're traveling across the state. So it's 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 interesting. And the 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 locals, you know, they're the actual like 
Pullman locals are like, you know, shut down Greek row, shut down these parties, you know, and somebody get a, get a hold of these kids kind of thing. Cause it's, it's, you know, it's, we had minimal, minimal cases here until they came back. And now there's all of a sudden a huge spike, which wow. doesn't surprise me that, you know, yes, they may be asymptomatic or have already had it, but they're still, you know, testing positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's weird. Well, I guess if you're already enrolled, if you're, you know, second year, third year and so on. But like my son got accepted up there and this is his first year of college. And we talked about it. And he goes, Dad, it doesn't make sense. Non-resident tuition, um, you know, university tuition. I might as well take my first year at, at you know, a good JC here, save the money. Everything is online anyway. And I'm going, dude, yep. that's, you know, that's some pretty sound thinking, but thanks, you know, cause it's helping that's, my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's exactly. That's, that's some big brain moves right, yeah. right there. You know, you know what it is. He, he wants to go hunt, you know, dude, it, that's the hardest part about next Monday when I leave is that he starts school next Monday, oh. you know, and it's, it's disconnected where we're, you know, there's no, there's no cell phone. There's no last year, you know, it was the, he's been homeschooled for the last year and a half and we were up on the mountain and we'd have to run to town, um, you know, and sit there for six hours at night so he can get caught up on work every, you know, every third or fourth day, um, right. just to get by, you know? And it got to the point where he's like, forget about it. I'll just make it up when I get back. And it was hell That's- making it up. That's kind of how I am this year is with that one week, I'm going to be completely out of touch. So it's one of those, well, uh, I, I'll make it up, you know, after, but then mm-hmm. from there on out, all the other seasons, I'll be able to go hunt the morning, go find some cell service, you know, lock in, do my, do my classes midday, go back out and hunt the evenings. Dude, that is a, that's a blessing. <laughs> that's a blessing. It is. It's, you know, it really, I mean, that was, that was pretty much Texas was I was doing school full time all summer and Ryan knew that at noon I needed to, whatever we're doing, I have to head back and get into, you know, get into the internet and log onto these classes real quick and then start hunting again. Heck yeah, man. That, uh, Oh, I don't know, man. You're on a, you're on a, it's seems right. It's always outside looking in. So you, you feel like, you know, people through these stories, but it seems like you're, you are on a very good path, man. Um, I try, I mean, I hope so. I mean, it's, there's, you know, there's times where I'm like, man, I'm exhausted mm-hmm. or frustrated or, you know, just something's not working out. And then, you know, and then I'd get to do one of these hunts and meet these, you know, meet new people. And I'm like, man, that was a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad this happened. That That's what it's for. Yeah, absolutely. A- especially and, I mean, with the got, service to others. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun because, you know, Ryan, that was kind of how me and Ryan linked up was through doing these vet hunts. And we kind of realized that we both have the same goals and it's, you know, it made sense to, you know, combine forces, I mm-hmm. guess. And, um, you know, we've got a lot of really good things happening this year. Uh, you know, co- I guess I'll call it COVID pending. It, it'll all depend on where we're flying into, but we're doing, um, he, you know, right. And he just got back from Florida where they did a vet hunt, uh, for alligators. And, um, then we, we start into the waterfowl season and that's where, you know, we're, we've got, we're taking, I think four guys to New York, four guys to Maine, two guys, one of which is J met is, uh, coming up to the coast of Washington and we're doing sea ducks on all those places. Mm-hmm. Can J met even hunt sea ducks? 
<laughs> no, he's never. He's. I don't think he's ever dunked on it before. So no. this is going to be. This is going to be interesting, but I mean, you know, I've I've been wanting to, you know, get out and have him duck hunt with me for a while. And it was one of those, like, you know, it made sense for him to, you know, join us on this one uh, because it's, you know, with his super slammed work schedule, it was like he was going to go on this one. Well, you know, can't make it happen because he's actually working, you know, 80, 80 hours a week. And why take that off? You know, who knows when you're going to have that kind of, you know, paychecks again. Right. Um, so it was one of those like, dude, I'm going to get you on one. I'm going to get you on one. And then it was like, okay, this is the one, <laughs> you know, and then we've got uh, another vet coming in from Texas, which he's never going to hunt these ducks, these, you know, the sea ducks ever again, most like, I mean, or at least he has never, but so he's flying up and this is going to be a totally new experience for him. So that'll be a lot of fun as well. And then Ryan, Ryan's flying in and we're filming and I'm flying to New York and Maine and we're filming all those. So there's going to be a lot of, lot of fun memories coming out this, Heck this yeah. winter. The only thing I would warn, man, is you got to let, uh, let John know that, that he can't look for elk out on the water, dude. <laughs> yeah. It turn, turns out that, uh, actually, you know, what's funny is we potentially might see some because <laughs> where we're at, there's every now and again, you might see one see at the coast. there. <laughs> Exactly. Just uh, lost Rosie. Oh, you, he that hunt, the duck hunt is absolutely over for him at that point. Oh, I, yeah, 100%. I guarantee like, it. <laughs> I'm going to be screaming, shoot, shoot these ducks. He'd be like, yeah, but look at that bull over there. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't even, you don't even have binoculars. You can barely see it. <laughs> he'll, uh, yeah, he'll find a way to be distracted. That, that, that dude is funny when it comes to that pursuit, man. Um, oh man, that's, that is, that is his addiction, which, you know, and it's awesome to see. I love, I love watching, you know, his, his work that he puts in and everything. Yeah. It's nuts. That's uh and, and to be so, I don't want to say accomplished, right? That's pretty, that's a pretty strong word, but to be so young in that pursuit, um, and so seemingly well-versed um, because of the obsession is is pretty awesome to see someone. And I don't care what it is, right? When you're that passionate about it and you're chasing it that way, um, that's a badass thing, man. Yeah. And that's, I mean, me and him have had those conversations where it's like, I'm like, look, man, I love mule deer hunting. You know, I, like, I love elk hunting. But there's some, you know, mule deer. And he's like, yeah, he goes, it doesn't, you know, and we were talking, he's like, yeah, deer hunting. It, it, it's, it's okay, but it's not elk. And I was right. like, I, yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. You know, it's, 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 I love seeing him, you know, his posts and what, you know, what he's doing and his, when, you know, when a lot of his posts, they have, they're very thoughtful, you know, they're not, you know, look at me, look at me, look at me. It's, you know, talking about, you know, what's on his brain at mm-hmm. that time. So, I mean, he's very insightful to that. And, you know, what's funny, I mean, you look at him, that's a big old knuckle dragon looking mofo, right? And, and to, (laughs) but to, but again, that passion and that love and reverence for that pursuit. um, And I agree, it it definitely comes through in, uh, in his, uh, his captions and his words with it, man. So we'll yeah, get off absolutely. of him because he already got a big ass head. <laughs> I know he does. But one last thing is, the, I mean, me and him have that weird seven degrees of separation, though. Uh, we were in the same unit in uh, in the Marines. Mm-hmm. He was just the next cycle. So the 
the his his seniors were my juniors so that I took on their first deployment. And then when they came, when we all came back, I left the unit and they were now the seniors and he came in. So, I mean, it was a, me and him, have, we've, you know, we, we, we've got some connections. It's pretty funny. It's, it was one of those like, wait, you were with this unit. Oh, I was with this unit. Do you know this guy? Like, yeah. I used to make him cry. And he's like, man, I hated that guy. I was like, sorry. He's probably product of me. <laughs> yeah. That's a, uh... And, and that camaraderie, right? And that's one of the things like when we talk about vet hunts and, you know, organizations and, you know, stuff that you're doing, stuff that Ryan's doing, Second Chance Outdoors, um, to see that camaraderie and that part of life come back um, to our vets is is a big flipping deal, dude. That uh, I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it to fill Definitely. that void. That's, you know, that's why waterfowl hunting is kind of the, not, I don't want to say the easiest hunts to do with the trips, but you feel like, you know, you're able to grant, it's a group activity, right? duck hunting, goose hunting, you get nine, 10, six, you know, however many guys out in blinds or, you know, on the water, depending on, I mean, there's, there's instantly, you know, they'll show up as strangers and they'll leave as best friends. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that's funny that, uh. And that's, there's another connection with Ryan there because I remember Ryan telling me the same thing about the duck hunts. And that's one of the bigger focuses was because it's, you know, the bunkhouse um, and that level of camaraderie and just getting to shoot the shit and share it and, you know, crack some birds out of the air and then right back to shooting the shit and sharing. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And especially because, I mean, I'll, I'll say there is nobody more ruthless than a group of vets when you clean with a bird. Oh, man. I mean, you, you, you look at guys. I mean, that was, you know, this last post on my Instagram and like two days ago was this picture and it was snapped perfect of me looking as and I just I mean, the caption is the look on your face when your buddy clean misses. And it's and he knew who it was because he messaged me. He's like, I hate you. You know, nobody else knows who he is. But he knew that that photo, I mean, it was one of those, somebody snapped it right as I looked at him of just this look like, what did you just do? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm pulling and it so, up I mean, right now. Oh man. It's yeah. It's just, you just, I mean, it's a beautiful, you know, out at one of my little duck spots, but it's, he knew who it was and it, you know, it's, we, you know, and to this day, he'll, you know, <laughs> you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah, we keep getting these little dead spots. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I actually saw that post. That's fun. I was looking for a name there. You should just go ahead and put him on blast, man. Say hi to him. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, his, <name's, laughs> his name is Police Officer Josh Scott. There you go, uh, Josh. <laughs> yeah, there's your five minutes of thing, buddy. <laughs> but no, and that's, I mean, me and him, we've duck hunted together for years. And, you know, I mean, he's been there when I clean with and, I've been there when he clean whiffs. And so, I mean, there's, he, he's probably got more of, I remember this time and I'll, you know, we'll have to pull the plug on him real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys, uh, what else is coming for 2020, man, that, uh, that we could expect to see from high range and your work with, uh, with Ryan there. Yeah. So September, I'll be filming my elk in Idaho. Um, October, I'm filming my dad's cow elk hunt in Washington, and then my deer hunt, and then me and my dad both have Wyoming antelope tags. 
And so we're going to shoot over there and, you know, try to, we've never done antelope before or even been to Wyoming. So this will be a totally new adventure. Uh, we're pretty excited about that. And then as soon as big game season ends, you know, the, my boat, all the fishing stuff comes off my boat and the blind goes on. And from there, it'll be daily hunting trips, you know, trying to just get local vets out. And then we've got our big, uh, New York, Maine and Washington sea ducks. Ryan has the, uh, Horicon marsh hunt, which is a huge thing up in uh, Wisconsin where the entire town pretty much shuts down and brings in hundreds of vets to just hunt this world famous marsh. And I'm hoping dates work out that I can head up there and join him and, you know, for that. And then, yeah, just a lot of duck hunting. Once the, once the seasons are over, a lot of duck hunting. And then, um, we're working with, working with some, some groups right now to, for kind of planning for 2021, um, potential, potentially Africa, um, potentially Scotland. So we're just, you know, we're, yeah, COVID kind of threw a wrench in everything for this year, but you know, 2021, if, if everything works out, we'll, you know, we'll have a a handful of hog hunts in Texas with some vets and, uh, and then potentially some, some bigger international hunts. And then we'll continue still doing our duck hunts, deer hunts. Uh, we actually, Oh, that's right. We have, uh, we have a veteran joining um, joining Rob Anthony, who he's the founder of High Point Adventures, who is kind of who me and Ryan are doing a lot of our stuff with. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob is he, so he's bringing out a vet to do a deer hunt in Colorado um, first weekend of October. Oh, nice! So yeah, so that'll be fun. I don't know if Ryan's filming, but I know that. The, the vets from my hometown of all places. So it'll be, you know, I've kind of touched base with touched base with him and he's stoked because he's, he's shot, you know, a doe before and he's not exactly, you know, mobility capable as much as he would, you know, would like to anymore. So it'll be, it'll be a good adventure for somebody who's, you know, he's, he's a really great guy, uh, has the heart, you know, the heart to give back as well. I mean, he had, we had a, we had a vet in my hometown pass away and didn't have any family. So, you know, this guy, Cortland planned a whole, I mean, dealt with, you know, the military, uh, the honor guards and stuff like that. He planned a whole military funeral for this guy, this guy that he didn't, he didn't know him from Adam, but he knew that he was a vet. And it was one of those, when I saw that, I was like, man, I called Rob. I said, dude, I've got the perfect guy for a hunt. Heck yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to hit you on a couple things. Um, one, it's not really a hit, but I, it's important for us to spread the message. It's important for me to help spread the message, right, when it comes to our servicemen and women. So what is the message for those vets that may be struggling, that need an outlet? Um, where can they turn to? How, who can they reach out to? Uh, what resources are there? Oh, absolutely. And that's, I mean, the biggest thing that I tell I mean, anybody really, not even, not even, I mean, not even just vets, but anybody that's dealing with something, do not be too proud to reach out and just open up to somebody, you know, um, I'm, I mean, shoot, you can message me anytime. Anybody can message me and I will 90% of the time, unless it's obviously somebody who just wants to tell me I'm, you know, I'm a piece of shit or something. Sorry (laughs) for the language, but I will respond and, 
you know, if you are needing, you know, if you need somebody to reach out to, reach out to me, reach out to Ryan. Um, I, you know, worst comes to we can put you in touch with some amazing uh, organizations that are tailored to, you know, if you're having, you know, if you're having depression, depression, PTSD issues, stuff like that. I know some great units or some uh, great nonprofits that can, you know, they're more specialized to that. You know, if you're looking to get into hunting, if you're, you know, you know, you're not as mobile as you used to, you know, reach out to me and Ryan. We, we do all kinds of stuff. We tailor, uh, tailor the hunt to the hunter. And so, yeah, I mean, I'd like to say me and Ryan are, you know, our main thing is to just be an, a resource. Heck yeah, man. So number two on that, well, it's not really on that. This is a, this is a, I don't know, a, kind of a pet peeve of mine. Um, and I said it earlier is I feel like our demographic as good as we are and the values that we hold where we are our own worst enemy. Um, you know, we'll, we'll crap on each other for camo and the way we hunt and things of that nature. So, you know, it doesn't have to be lengthy, doesn't have to, you know, longer, short. How can we improve as a demographic to see this grow and the betterment and keep this going for the future? Yeah. You know, it's funny is, uh, you're right there. We, the, the hunting community will absolutely tear each other apart. You know, if, if, if somebody's doing something that's not to their liking, you know, they're the first to chastise it, you know, camo. I, I have my thoughts, but it's more in that loving razzle, you right. know, like I, all my buddy, all my buddies, they wear Sitka. <laughs> you know, and, and so I've dubbed them all the wiener touchers, the Sitka ah, wiener boys. Hey, and come on, buddy. I see, I, never touched, I, I see that Sitka jacket. <laughs> I ain't never been on, I never touched a wiener in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but, and so that's, you know, I mean, with that, you know, I mean, I, I've always been like, you know, like by all means, if I could afford Sitka, I'd probably wear it, but I can't afford it. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know, like just support each other. You know, I mean, there's, there's going to be guys that hunt a way you don't like, you know, or didn't shoot a big enough buck. That's the biggest thing is the people who are like, they're afraid to show off their deer for fear of, Oh, I'd let him grow or you know, that's, that's, that's a button buck, you know? Yeah. Bullshit. Exactly. Cause this, you know, I mean, Let's put it this way there, bud. You've never posted a picture of a deer, but you're the first one to comment. So mm -hmm. sit down, you know, be supportive. If that, you know, that could be that this guy only had one day to hunt. Right. And this is a trophy. You know, it might have been that he doesn't have top of the line gear. He's, you know, I mean, who cares if he's out there doing it and he's paying his tags, you know, and being out there, support him. Just be supportive of each other. Heck yeah. There you go, buddy. And, uh, I think it's guys that are wearing first light are the wiener touchers. Oh, hundred percent. No, those are those are those are just the meat eater fanboys. Josh Scott. There you go, man. Oh, geez. No, and and I, I mean I love him, but he he is he looks good in it. Though. Like I I looked at the first light and I was like I can't wear this. It's too small for me. Yeah, the need, taper I, thing don't work I, on a big guy. Yeah, man. it doesn't. No, I'm, I'm, I need I need big man. Friendly camera. Just give me a tarp. 
I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I'm going to start posing that question. I think if enough people hear it, I don't even know if folks even realize that they do it half the time. Um, but it, it is really is a detriment to us, in my opinion, on a whole, if we can't, if we can't stand by each other, then, you know, we're, we're, what are we, what are we, you know, it's yeah. just like you said, be supportive of, of the next man's pursuit, man. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you know, and it's, it's, exactly it is i mean it drives me nuts on some of these you know hunting pages on on the internet that you know four or five guys are just oh that, you know that's small bear who cares mm-hmm. you got a bear it's a legal take so you know be be happy for him because he's clearly happy for himself because that might be his first bear you know i mean i i'll be the first to admit i shot a very small bear this year but it's my first bear and i shot it with a bow mm-hmm. so i mean you know it's it is what it is you know, there's room for improvement, but for, you know, for people who are like, oh, well, you should have passed on it. Oh, well, you, you should probably eat a dick. Yeah. <laughs> or touch you one. <laughs> yeah, at least go, go put your first, go put your first light on. And you, you know, what's funny about that though, dude. And, and that's one of the things that, that I value that I think is so great about hunting is that the only, the only comparison that I need to have in this is, is with, with myself. If, if I'm doing better than I did the last time, right. I don't need to bring in outside influence or comparison to my pursuit and everyone's pursuit has this, 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 thing about it right this there's this beautiful dance that we do with these animals and with nature and and that's the thing that's so valuable about this right we all share this common ground and every everyone is so much different i mean you could live in the same household with someone and have a totally different pursuit in mind for yourself and the fact that we can't figure that shit out drives me crazy yeah absolutely and that's you know and the 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 trophies in the eye of you know, Hell the yes. hunter. I mean, you know, that experience, you don't, you know, that, that could be, I don't know. I'm just, I'm anybody that, you know, if you, if it's good enough for you to pull the trigger, release an arrow, be proud of it. That's it. I've, you know, I've shot some very little animals in my day. I've shot a couple of really nice big, big deer, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, guess what? They're every one of them, whether it's a doe, uh, a button buck, they're all Euro mounted and they're on my wall because mm-hmm. every single one of them is a memory. Yep. Yeah. Know, my bear, they're just, they're, it's something that I can look back. I don't care what other people think, you know, though, oh, that's a small buck. Well, who cares? I shot it. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. Well, it's like, you know, my, my early archery season. So I've been chasing this damn buck. This was the third year. And yeah, I've, I've been following this story. Yeah, man. So, you know, with, with everything that I have going on um, with, you know, finding, over 200 pigs in the honey hole. <laughs> um, I couldn't find the buck, right? And people were like, well, go shoot a pig. For what? I can shoot fucking pigs all year long. I'm not going to stop looking for this buck just to go kill something that I can go, I can have a tag for pig year round. You know, or why didn't you shoot the two by three? Because that's not why the fuck I'm there. I'm there yeah. for this deer. And if this deer best me or these pigs blew the area and I can't find them, guess what? I got my ass kicked, but I'm okay with it. It's my pursuit, right? I don't, I'm not there to shoot any deer. I'm there to shoot this fucking deer, you know, and, it, yeah, and it's just absolutely. really and, weird. 
you know, and when, when you do finally get him down the, you know, that the, the dance, yeah, it'll be over, but it'd be a hell of a dance. Hell yes. That, that would, you, you know, know three, four, actually it'll be four years because I'm done this year. Right? I had to make a choice with all the shit I got going on. My company I'm starting plus elk and do my attention is elk. Like I'm hunting deer and I'm like, elk (laughs) so it was just really odd to me for people to to go well why don't you shoot that or you know can you get why don't you go shoot a pig and it's just like man what are we missing you know what i mean yeah i'm not out there hunting just to kill something yeah i want you know i mean don't run there like there are times like when i go to texas i'm there to kill pigs Mm -hmm. but during a hunt yeah i i see i'm with you on that like i i mean i might i might be keen to maybe throw an arrow at a couple of pigs out of boredom but yeah i'm with you on that that pursuit of this one animal and not you know not uh i guess not uh straying from that path i mean yeah straying from it exactly how i saw it was okay I, i if i'm out here hunting for social media right I'm going to be disappointed in myself that I didn't stick to what I set out to do. I have to live with that. Right. And, and in that area, and that's what I was trying to explain. They were like, well, just shoot a pig and keep hunting deer. You can't 115 degrees. You shoot an animal. You're fucking hightailing it out of there to go get it on ice. So you can take care of that meat. You know, it it just, absolutely. you know, it's, it just appreciate the pursuit, your pursuit, don't look outside and stop giving people your opinion of what their pursuit should fucking look like. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, and I, I have no problem. I've, dude, I've, I've eaten more tags than I've killed animals. Mm-hmm. You know, I have no problem eating, eating a tag. I'm pretty good at it by now. Yeah, but, uh, that's what I always say, man. I got recipes for your ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but yeah, and that's, that's kind of how me and my dad have talked about like, exactly that that pursuit this this elk season in idaho because it's such a you know a a good unit i told him i said look i said yeah i want to go in you know i'm spending a i'm going to take an elk but he already knows that he's i'm not allowed to throw an arrow on the first two maybe three days of this eight day hunt if it is not at least you know probably a 200 i'm just got to be over 320 probably Mm -hmm. for me to for me to throw an arrow it's got to be big um and then i'll gradually loosen up these you know and then last day probably you know be a corn (laughs) maybe you know and that's that's kind of it'll it'll taper down but it's pretty much six points on the first two days and then raghorns and then pretty much anything that walks in front of me. So, I mean, I've got, but it's one of those, I've already set my mind that mm-hmm. I'm going to take a really nice bull out of this unit. Heck yeah. So that's, I kind of don't want like, you know, yeah, I'm in the back of my mind, I'll probably, you know, oh, let me, let me let this raghorn pass. I hope I don't regret it, but if I do, Hey, that's, that, you know, it I'm is sticking what it with, is. I want this, I want to, yeah, I want a big bull. Yeah. I, and I'm the same way, man. And, and as odd as that, it, it seems odd to me, right? Like I have a standard that I'm going after. Right. And, and I'm, and that's, that's this elk pursuit. Like I got it. If I, you know, I'm going to pass, I got two buddies going with me. I'm going to pass if it's not to my standard and I'm going to let them arrow the bull. Um, and yeah, it may, like you said, it may be a, a world of regret at the, the end of it, <laughs> but yeah. it is what it is. I mean, you, you, you can't, you can't accomplish a goal that you're willing to 
sideline and just take whatever opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, now I, I will say that, yes, I want this, you know, in my mind, I have this, this, you know, vision, perfect, <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. Perfect, beautiful bull. But if, if, if an experience, you know, in, in the moment, you know, I mean, I've had times where, you know, I rip a bugle and I'm playing with a bull that's down below me. And all of a sudden a bull fires off right above me and comes crashing down. That's the kind, and it turned out to be just a small raghorn four by, but it was one of those, like that experience, I would probably, you know, it'd be, it'd be hard pressed for me to go, no, let's let him walk. Right. Because that, that experience that, you know, I'm going to remember that, oh man, this guy came thrashing in. So that's something that'll stick with me forever. So it's, you know, yes, I want the big bulb, but I want the experience more than anything. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah, man. Well, shoot, brother. I'll uh, let you back to it, man. I appreciate the time. Um, anything you want to plug high range hunting, the YouTube, get all that stuff out yeah. there for folks so they could follow around and or follow you yeah, guys around. Um, yeah, pretty much social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube is all high range hunting. Um I don't know when this video or when this podcast drops, but tomorrow, the 26th, um, a video drops for hog dogging with thermal optics. Nice. Yeah. And so Ryan, Ryan put his copy out last week and my, my, uh, my version of the video drops tomorrow night. Shoot, well, sh- shoot me that link when you drop okay, it, man. I'll sure get it will. out there and share it. And then I'll put that in the show notes. And you'll probably air either late this week or next week when I'm gone, man. But I appreciate Perfect. the time, brother. I appreciate, you know, watching no, you guys put the work you, in. Um, you know, thank you for your service. Um, I appreciate and, yeah, it. Enjoying following along, man. Like I said, it seems like a very purposeful path. And I, uh, I greatly appreciate, you know, being able to follow along. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. And, you know, good luck this good luck this september you too brother all right man take care thank you for listening follow and tag us on instagram at western contours jump on itunes google play and podbean subscribe leave us a comment and don't forget to hit that five star rating we appreciate the support and until next time lay them down we spend a lot of time preparing for our hunts and how we fuel our efforts is key. Head over to valleytopeaknutrition.com, helping you perform optimally in the backcountry. The purpose of Valley to Peak is to provide sound nutritional information supported by science to help you prepare and perform optimally in the backcountry. There's no secret. This is done through education, coaching, and programming based on personal goals and preferences. Head over to valleytopeaknutrition.com or catch them on Instagram at V2P Nutrition.